It may not feel like it when you look outside the window, but you Mac baseball is right, not even around the corner wide. I mean, we're knocking on the door. We open the door and bam, it is there. You know what it is. Thanks so much for joining us for yet another edition of Unlike Any Other, the UMAC, Ryan Mitchell and Wyatt Morrell. He's already given me the look like, what are you talking about? Well, Wyatt, how, sure, how are we doing this evening? I'm just making sure I heard that right. You said it's not even knocking on the door, but when you open it, it's there. Correct? No, no, no. It's not. I said it's not. I said around the corner. We're already around ah, the corner. I, we yeah, are, yeah, no, we are. We're at the front doorstep. I mean, we're like the it Girl is. Scouts selling the cookies and we're just waiting for someone to open the door and buy into what we're talking about. So that's what we're trying yeah. to do tonight. Have the yeah, people absolutely. buy into what we're talking about. Well, and I think they will. I mean, Major League Baseball's back. College Baseball's been rolling. I mean, there's a lot of these teams in the UMAC, Ryan, that have been playing quite a bit. And now conference play, technically, it's already started. We've had a couple games, and maybe we'll touch on that briefly. But more importantly, we're going to preview what this season yeah. is to come. And what an exciting time because it goes by quick. we got a month here. And this is all going to be pretty much wrapped up, and we're going to be in postseason play. So let's enjoy it. Let's dive into it. There's a lot to get to tonight, Ryan, and a lot to talk about. Where do you want to start? Yeah, we could we could start so many places. And like you said, I, I should rephrase, yes, some teams have already played UMAC games. But I look at these are the first official series that will have begun and completed this coming weekend in the conference. Which, why, I don't know why they did that on the schedule. Maybe somebody can let us know. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. If you have any insight, we're also on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC. Why are Northwestern and North Central playing, instead of just a three-game series in two days, like the rest of the season, why are they playing a game now, and then a couple weeks later they'll play game two, and then towards the end of the year, game three? I don't know why it worked out that way. Well, and Crown and Morris White are doing the same, same thing. thing. They yeah. play Tuesday, and then they'll play the 13th of April, and then they'll play the 26th of April. So that's and, a long three-game series. And I know it doesn't have anything to do with being an odd number of teams and something like that, because there's eight teams. You could easily work it out so that every weekend there could be a three-game series for each team. So I don't know. That's interesting that that worked out. But with that being the case, I have a question for you. Yeah. Which performance was more impressive, Northwestern's over North Central or Crown over Morris? Because both teams rolled. Obviously, what the Eagles did was pretty remarkable. But I don't know. I was kind of high on this Morris team, and Crown just absolutely thumped them. So, which one's more impressive, the Eagles putting up 28 or Crown winning by 10 runs against Morris? Great question, Wyatt. Put me on the spot early. Uh, and and do they solidify themselves as the top two, or does Bethany still have something to say about this, or do well, we give Crown the nod? We'll get to all that in our you know season season up projections as we're going to pick eight through one our standings, what we believe they'll be. But back to your question, I feel like I kind of already know your answer based on what you alluded to. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Crown by uh, not that what Northwestern did wasn't impressive. It obviously was. For Crown White, it all started, you got what you expect from your gun at the top of the rotation by a long shot, I would say. He's with a bullet and an asterisk and anything you want to add, highlight him, bold him. He's their number one. Eric Newman, six innings, struck out nine, walked just one, let up three runs, and then Tyler Van Sice, he's the guy I mentioned in the last pod. He's going to have to be big either as a secondary or third option as a starter or out of the pen. He struck out five dudes in two innings. So I would just say from that standpoint, Wyatt, what do we ask about Crown? Pitching, obviously. Pitching. We know they can hit the ball. They scored 13 runs in eight innings of play. Like, we get that. We know that. But pitching is what we look at. And you talked about Morris, a team that you kind of like, a lot of returners. And, again, we'll get more on that a little bit later. But would you say the same thing? A little more impressed by Crown's result? 
Just slightly, and the reason I say that is because after you put up 13 in the first inning like Northwestern did, I mean, the game was over. There wasn't really much of a feel. I watched part of this game, and I said, okay, I'm kind of bored with this now. I, I don't have any interest in tuning and on in. And really, on a really cold day where it could be easy for a lot of guys to just say, you know what, let's just do just enough and get the heck out of here. I mean, it was not <laughs> pleasant at all. We're no. recording Wednesday night. This was only yesterday at Reynolds Field. So. Well, here's how about this, Ryan? How come you're not calling that game? Is that because that's a North Central home game? Is that how yes. that worked out? Yes, it was not my choice, Wyatt. Just so you All know, right. rest assured, they were staff- uh, say, they were I staffing thought- that game with their people, even though it was at Reynolds Field. So I thought maybe the weather turned you away. You couldn't handle the cold or something. I don't know. You know, if I'm doing that at this point already, Wyatt, early in the season, that's a problem. Because there are going to be guaranteed some days where I am standing at the top of the bleachers looking down and it is going to be a little bit chilly and we're going to be that's playing ball. So, But that is what it is. Can't always be 60 and sunny like it was in the regional last year, that's for sure. So, all right. With that being said, you said it already, Ryan. We're going to go 8-1. to one. We're going to rank our teams. We talked about these in our like intro, if you want to call it that pod, where we said we're going to do a baseball pod. We never really revealed where we have all these teams, though. So why don't we do this, and then we'll get into our conference picks for player of the year. We're not going to run through an entire first-team all-conference, because as we were talking about, Ryan, there's like 20-some <laughs> names on that list. We're not, we're not going to sit here and yeah. pick 20 different guys to make first-team, but we will give a pitcher of the year, we'll give a coach of the year, and we'll give a player of the year. But let's pick these teams A through 1. I'll allow you the option to go first. In that, I am declining to go first. You're up. That's fair. I'll tell you my number 8. It's the uh, North Central University Rams. Do you agree or disagree? What do you have? Well, so does that have anything to do with yesterday? I'm, I'm curious. A little bit, but I think it goes back to what we were talking about last week, why it's just so many unknowns. They've only played five stinking games this season. I mean, a couple wins now, though. I, they do. I don't. How much do you know about Lincoln Christian University in Lincoln, Illinois? <laughs> not, not much. Not much. Um, so I don't know if I can put much stock into that. But but I they are two saying, wins. I mean, you'll take it. You take any win you can get. No, I I understand your reasoning behind that. This was razor thin. I even said I may think Martin Luther's better. I'm still gonna pick the Knights number eight though. They're sitting zero and zero and ten. They didn't get a win last year. I I, I got to see them actually do it. But. That series with them in North Central, I think, will kind of play out and determine which team's going to be where, because at number seven, I do have North Central. Yeah, highlight that one on the calendar. I mean, in New Ulm, 15th and 16th of April, get on down there. Knights, Rams, battling it out. I I got the Knights at number seven, Wyatt. I know they haven't won yet. I saw the same thing that you saw. They've had more experience, though. To me, the bottom three in this conference, you can rotate in any order, and you can make a logical argument for it i think they're all so tight at the bottom and, of the conference and, and so with that being said i'm assuming you're going northland number six yes yeah and i and i will do the same and i would agree i don't necessarily think i think northland's a little above north central and martin luther but they are certainly a team that both the knights and the rams could beat so that'll be something to keep an eye on when those three teams are going at it i think that'll be really interesting outside of that I don't know. I I have a tough time seeing any one of these teams beating anybody up at the top. I think if there was a team that could pull off an upset or even beat some of the teams in the middle, it would probably be Northland. And so for that reason, that's why I have them at number six ahead of North Central and Martin Luther. So we'll keep an eye on when those three square off against each other. But yeah, I I think we're in a clear, clear, concisive... um, Well, now I'm just saying things that don't make sense. There you go, agreement. But... uh, (laughs) 
Anyways, yeah, no, I I think those are the three, and like you said, you could maybe interchange them in any order, but Northland, I think, has just enough to be above the other two. Yeah, and they got a lot of fresh blood on that squad as well, so we're going to learn more as we do with all these teams as the season moves on. All right, now we're number five. I go first on this one if we keep going back and forth. If you want to say it, man, go for it. I'm <laughs> yeah, not going to stop let's... you. Let's just let's let's put it that way. I'm not going to stop you. I got the UW Superior Yellow Jackets. And before you say your number five, White, quick plug here. I'll mention it at the end as well. If you're listening to this and it's still Wednesday night, it hasn't been posted yet, but rest assured we had a great conversation with new head coach for the Yellow Jackets, TJ Oaks. That is going to be up tomorrow. That is Thursday the 31st if you would like to listen to that. Why are you shaking your head? Well, I mean, he says all this nice stuff about us in the interview, and for some reason you're going to pick him number five. What 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 has changed? I feel like you had them above, I'm assuming, who your number four is going to be is Morris. What has changed to make you pick Superior at five and Morris at four, especially since Crown just smacked Morris? You got all the tough questions, Wyatt. I mean, you're well, coming I, in hot. It seems, <laughs> seems like you should have expected this. I, I guess I, I'm just a little I'm con- not totally confused. shocked. I'm not totally shocked. Morris already got has nine wins on the season, and something that I looked at wide in comparing these two, when we talked with Coach Iwokes, he was, you know, complimentary at US Bank Stadium and saying, Hey, without that, for so many of these teams in the area, we would have much fewer games in the not conference. Superior split against Augsburg. I was really impressed seeing these results, Wyatt, from Sunday. Morris. UMAC over Mayak, the sweep over the Aggies. Now, in hoop season, we did a lot of the UMAC v Mayak. You wanted to do that. We'd have to go way back to count all those things. They I will say why. They didn't why. get it done, Ryan. They didn't get it done. We got what, In hoops, you're talking? Yeah, they yeah, didn't. Well, yes. I, yes, but I it, was, it was competitive. And I will say for baseball-wide, I don't know the total results, but UMAC squads have held their own. I mean, they got a good chunk of wins. Cougars split against Hamlin, swept Augsburg. I'm not going to go all the way down the line. They split against McAllister. I just like the bigger body results that we've seen from the Cougars and with the returners they got, they can hit a little bit. And I know that they got beat 13 to three, as you mentioned, against the Crown College Storm in that conference opener yesterday in St. Peter. Just by a nose, I like the Cougars over the Jackets. And I'm assuming with the slander that you're giving me, you got it the other way around. You got Morris five and Superior four or no. That'd be something if I said all that and then uh, went the same direction. But no, it, it, the reason I say that is because initially I had leaned towards putting Morris ahead of Superior, and I actually have it the other way around now. And part of that was with our conversation that we had with Coach Oaks because, one, they got an ace in Mr. Ryan Rodriguez, so I think that certainly helps them give a little bit of an edge. I don't necessarily think Morris has that guy. Yes, Morris can hit a little bit, but not to spoil the interview we had with Coach Oaks, he said their strength, or at least what they expected, was going to be at the plate, and they haven't quite seen that yet. So I still think that can turn around and come around. So I don't know. I'm just getting the feeling I, I like Superior edging out Morris. And both those teams, Ryan, if they have the right performance, everything kind of the stars align come together, I think they could beat some of those top teams up there at the top. I just think Morris had an off game. Newman was dealing, like you said, we know Crown can hit. You're going to have to score runs to beat Crown or else have just an absolute ace to shut him down. And I think that both of these teams are going to be right up there, vying for that fourth spot, but it's not going to matter because they're just going to play each other in the 4-5 anyways. I was going to say, when we're talking about how tight these two clubs are, and I was going to say not to look too far ahead, but since you already mentioned it, Would you be surprised if this isn't the first matchup that we see in the UMAC tournament next month? Not necessarily. 
I'd be, I'd, I'd be surprised. I'll go out and say that. I'd be surprised uh, if this isn't I guess, the matchup yeah. we get. Okay, I, I guess I'd say I'd be surprised. I'm not going to be shocked because weird things happen in baseball. Sure. And I, I don't know. I just I, I could see it working out differently potentially. Who knows? Maybe one of those teams in the bottom three sneak up there somehow. Things can happen. But the bottom line is, who cares who's four or five? Who do you want pitching going into that game? And Superior's got the guy they want. So that's he the advantage did. they you, have there. You talked about it last week, how you guys as Northwestern players are saying thank you very much. You wanted to see Superior, and it was because of that ace, Ryan Rodriguez. Well, and, and we didn't know what else they had as far as, yeah, depth win for pitching. And, and, and so we knew we weren't going to have to face him if he threw in the playing game, and he did, and he pitched lights out like he needed to do for them to win that game, shut down a great crown team. Could be very similar again this year, where they're in a position where they have to throw him in that playing game. And after that, it'll be tough for Superior to do anything. But with him, they can beat anybody. I think their bats can come around. I'm going to give them the nod over Morris just slightly. And it only has a little bit to do with what I saw in Morris's game against Crown. Just a little bit. All right. Now it really starts to get interesting because I'm not too shocked with anything does so it, though? far. Does it? I, I think it does. We'll find out. I think it does in this 2-3. I mean, it's very similar to 4-5. What's the difference? You know, we... We're different opinions with the 4-5. Are we going to differ as well on the 2-3? Uh, Wyatt isn't wearing red or purple tonight, so he's not giving anything away. I mean, we talked about this in the basketball season. He was repping Bethany all season long. Is he going to ride or die with the Vikings again here in the baseball season? I a lot mean, of similarities. A lot of similarities. The talent's there, but they just got to deliver, I feel like. You know well, yeah, I mean? and the top of the conferences are very similar. Men's hoops we're comparing yeah. it to, and... You know, I'll go here. I'll I'll quit uh, rambling on and on and on. I have the storm at number three. I analyzed and compared a lot of things, actually, believe it or not. No, I do believe that. The folks at home can say he's, you know, blowing smoke. He did not compare anything going into this. He's just doing this (laughs) off the cuff. I analyzed specifically pitching, looking at these two clubs. And that's really where the difference came for me. And even then, I did not see a lot of difference going into the season. It's Bethany by a nose, okay? Fierstad at the top has been great. Newman at the top has been great. We already said that. The real question becomes after that. Once you get past the aces for both clubs, what do you got? I mean, for Bethany, I think right now I can pull up this tab again here. It's Brody Curtis. What do you get out of him? He's his good. E- his ERA is under good. four just barely so far this season when we're recording tonight and 20 innings pitched. And then for Crown, I mentioned him earlier, Van Sice. Is he a reliever? Is he a starter? Jacob Shirley has got the second most innings, but he hasn't been very good so far this season. So they're still so, looking for a true number two. So Bethany has it. You, 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 that, that's where the difference is. But you're basically saying outside of that, both teams kind of have some holes to potentially fill. And they have some strengths and some weaknesses. Yes, but I think that's the difference. Is I know two guys that Bethany's rocking with this season and I don't know the second guy for crown but crown fans listening could say we don't care do you understand our lineup do you understand that we starting have the player of the like, year from last to season sound like Minnesota Twins fans oh we signed Carlos Correa congratulations are yeah yeah you see yeah, how far I mean, that gets you yeah Twins fans are you gonna go to the Bronx and score eight runs in October because that that may be what it's gonna take and in that ballpark what, who knows you could but hey, you're gonna let up 10 so it's it's what happened last year too though I mean even with a unbelievable performance in our game against Crown at their field from Newman and the rest of their pitching staff, I think it was Van Dam that pitched in that game as well. We ended up beating them in extra innings 3-1. to one. They still didn't beat us. 
so even with that just scary lineup, that just like daunting lineup, they could only put up one run against the pitcher of the year in Owen Borma. So yeah, they got to have more consistency from the pitching and have a lot of depth. And I don't think they quite have that yet. I'm with you. I think Crown's number three and Bethany is number two. Bethany is good. They they got a couple guys, like you said, we know what you're going to get out of them. And uh, the lineup isn't necessarily that far off, I would argue. I mean, there's guys that are returning in this lineup that can make an impact. So I, I got to go Bethany. And I, whether you want to say I did this off the cusp or not, I don't care. I played against both these teams last year, Ryan. You, I, you have more the right to do things off I can the cuff right throughout now, this season versus the myself. Team, the team I would rather play last year was Crown over Bethany, and it wasn't even close. Bethany was the team, and we didn't have to run into them in the conference tournament, and I'm kind of glad we didn't. Now, let's be honest. We weren't losing to anybody in the conference <laughs> tournament, but I didn't want to have to face Bethany. I would have much rather had played the teams we played. Bethany just, I don't know, there's something about them when they play their very best. I think they're a scary team, and I think they're a clear number two behind Northwestern for their capability. Their ceiling, in my opinion, is much higher right now based on what they have. And I would argue and flip that and say as the year goes on, crown ceiling for what they can do is much higher than Bethany's. We just don't know what we're going to get out of crown. So if there's crowns fans listening wonder what we're talking about, listen to what I'm saying. I think you have a higher ceiling and more potential than Bethany, but knowing what we know right now in this moment in time, Bethany here seems to be a little bit better and in a better position to make a run. The safer floor, as we like to compare. Yes. It's like, you know, the NFL draft coming up or the NBA draft. Are you going to draft a guy with the high ceiling? Jet's got the super high ceiling. Listen, he's, you know, he's, he's got all no, the tools in the no, bank, but is he going to no, fill out a little bit? No. But here's the deal. As far as the floor goes, the floor is pretty safe for Paulo Bancaro. I mean, he's going to be able to – I'll stop. I'll stop with the take, basketball. Take Paulo. Take Paulo. We're oh, not talking about Duke right now. Maybe later we will. But, no, I mean, I think that's a very valid comparison because when we look at all this wide, I don't know if you're thinking this way. I think this way. It is so much different to approach this as if we're going to compare Bethany and Crown. Everyone's fully rested. Let's say they haven't played for 10 days and they walk into a neutral field U.S. Bank Stadium and Crown saying we're going to go from Newman to Van Sice to Van Dam as their closer to close out the game. And then with that lineup, we'll take our chances against anyone. And then Bethany saying, well, we got Fierstad. We'll roll with that and then we'll see how deep he can go and go to the bullpen. But it's totally different when we look at the UMAC tournament. Who's more dangerous over the course of three days? That's way different. Yeah. That's that's the problem, I think, for Crown, is you have to have three days of pitching where you put everything together, and Bethany, to me, has a better chance of doing that than Crown does. So who knows what's going to happen in the regular season. The good news is, with these three-game series for Crown, you could potentially win a game or two each series. You yep. know, with that lineup, I mean... You're going to be facing guys, even when they play Northwestern, you know, by the time you get through, I, I don't know what Northwestern's going to end up doing, but with that lineup, they could make some damage in a three-game series at some point. You're not going to keep Crown completely off the board in a three-game series. You're just not. I don't care who's throwing. Eventually, they're going to get theirs. But when you get to postseason playing, it's just that one game. That's where it becomes a little bit of a concern. Last weekend of April, circle those dates, 29th and 30th, the three-game series in St. Bonnie, Wyatt, and hopefully we'll cross our fingers that in the Twin Cities, the weather's a little bit warmer at that Town Bowl ballpark. Maybe it's 63 and the ball's flying out a little bit because 
you almost don't want to play the best teams if you have a great offense, Wyatt, early in the season. And maybe I'm looking into the weather thing way too much, and you probably didn't care about that at all, at all as a player. And Northwestern put up 28 yesterday against North Central. We won't get back to that. But I'm probably looking into this way too much. I'm excited that that matchup isn't until later this season, is basically what I'm saying. I want the best matchups later on this month and in early May. Well, and Northwestern Crown, they'll play, what is it, a week from... Friday, so next weekend, you know, you not get, this coming get, you, one, but yep. You would rather have that later, basically, is what what I'm hearing. Crownwood or Northwesternwood, or they both would. You, I'm Me saying you would rather see. Oh, that I agree. Personally, as a fan, I am just bummed that those games aren't at Reynolds Field. I wish they were at Reynolds Field, selfishly, so I could see those in brackets. Well, how does stuff. that anyway. work out, actually? Because we played at their place last year in the regular season. What's up with that? You know, we got a lot of questions. Why we got a relationship with Corey? Maybe we got to send him a few notes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Scholastica leaving the conference has anything to do with that, but anyways, I'll assume they know what's going on. Yeah. So, all that to be said, does it really matter that much? Because is anybody going to knock off Northwestern? That's that's the question here, Ryan. Can somebody actually beat that team twice in a conference tournament? More than likely at Reynolds Field, unless they fall, because you look at what they got with their pitching rotation, they're going to win just about every series they play this year. I mean, it, it's going to be tough to lose a three-game series. It's going to take a big effort from whoever it is that does it. Well, and before we get to the UMAC tournament, why? just for the sake of this argument, we're talking about the standings at the end of the year. Yes. And how many? my question for you is going to be how many games would Northwestern you think have to lose to make it interesting? Four? Three? Three, maybe if you really want to, if you want to get crazy and say they would only have to lose two, maybe, but then Crown or Bethany would almost have to sweep each other. And I don't see that happening. I see like a split there. And then, you know, obviously someone will win. I think it's at least four, if not more, just with what we're going to see throughout the season. Not if somebody were to beat them in a series, though. Let's say Bethany or Crown gets them in a series. They take two of three from them. Then all of a sudden it gets interesting because they own the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's just... So it could I happen. I mean, Crown team, we three. got them at our field. We're going to take two or three. I don't know. I would say three losses. Yeah. If they take two or three from Northwestern off the bat, obviously, then that gets a lot more plausible. Yes. If if Northwestern beats Crown in that series, when when does Northwestern and Bethany play? You got the schedule pulled up? One moment. Northwestern will go to Mankato 15th and 16th of April. So the very next weekend. Yeah. So this this Eagles got re- this this on the road easily, at Crown and then at Bethany only a couple weeks away. Wow, we're gonna find thing, out a lot. This thing could easily be wrapped up in the middle of April, kind of like it was for the basketball season, where it was like, okay, Northwestern's gonna be the one, and it's time to move on. That could be the case. Now Bethany and Crown have something to be said about that, but if Northwestern takes both of those series, it's almost basically a done deal at that point. Shut the lights out. Yep. But, again, that, that doesn't matter necessarily getting to conference play, or the conference tournament, that is. But this team is so good in so many areas. You know what I saw today, Ryan, and maybe you saw it too? They are third in Division three right now in fielding percentage. So not only do they have great pitching right now, but they are fielding at a very high clip. Match that with the fact they just scored 28 runs. Their lineups may be starting to come together. Two bombs from Sam Peterson. You know what Keegan Verco can do? Everybody hit. All I mean, the way up, one through nine. And I get you maybe don't want to put a ton of stock into that game. Yeah. But if they can start hitting like that and keep doing what they've been doing, this team is going to be virtually unbeatable, I feel like, in conference. 
I mean, the fielding thing's not a shock. I mean, you get a new guy behind the plate, a new second baseman, some new blood in the outfield. I mean, you get those hey, guys out I've, of the way. <laughs> I've said it, Ryan. No, I'm not so necessarily going to agree with the whole catcher thing, but I will say their infield is just as good, if not better, this year with me out of the way. They, they yep. got all, all their guys it, in You the, said it, not me. Hey, all their guys starting this year in the infield were guys that played last year. Every single one of them is a returner. I mean, Severson DH'd a lot, but he was really yeah. good at third when he played at third. Yep. And Crab had some experience at short because Sammy P ended up missing some time because of COVID last year. So plug him in at short this year. He knows what he's doing. And obviously Sam over at second, I mean, he played short his entire career up until this year. They have a very good infield. They, they, they are going to be very tough to beat. It is going to take a big effort or Northwestern lane an egg for them to get beat twice, I think, in the conference tournament. As far as the regular season goes, because I know that's what we're talking about, same kind of deal. If you want to take a series from Northwestern, you better bring your A game. If you shoot for the king, don't miss. And it's not going to be easy for a team to come in and take two out of three from the Eagles. So for that, they're number one. I think they're a clear cut, and they got a chance to do something special, as we already mentioned. But they got to watch themselves. These teams could do it. It's just going to take a big effort. Is that the biggest surprise to you or bonus for Northwestern this season? We knew they had a target on their backs, but is it that defense for you in the field, what they've been doing? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a pleasant surprise, I think, because usually they get off to a slow start. At least that's the way it was when I played there. I'm not sure if I had anything to do with that or not. <laughs> but uh, normally you go down to Florida, you don't field well. Now, they did play on turf in Florida. I think that's important to note as well. So they did have that, and you don't really get bad hops on turf. So that's the advantage you have there. But they are still fielding at a ridiculous rate right now. And, yeah, and if they field like that with the pitching that they have and they don't give teams runs, that's going to make it all the more harder on some of these other teams to beat them. So, yes, that's that's been the biggest factor and the biggest surprise. I think that really makes them stand out even more from the rest. Biggest question that I had, Wyatt, going into the season or one of the bigger questions is what were they going to get behind the plate? I mean, you had Carl, who was huge for you guys, and then if he was out or – you needed to rotate them like you guys did in the regional. You put Eric in there, and you just you didn't have a lot of questions, especially defensively with what they were going to do. Now, they're third in D3, so I'd assume he's been not bad. I don't know if he's been one of the best fielders. but Hard, hard to say he's been bad. Yeah, I mean, the freshman out of Cali, Kramer Hamilton, let that hair fly, young man. I mean, he's been... Walking the talk. I don't know if he talks a lot. I have yet next to no idea if he's a talker or not. But we're just throwing statements out there. <laughs> that has been a huge plus from just afar. Looking at what's happened for Northwestern this season, he's been great at the plate. I'm sure he's been good behind the dish as well. Because you know what? That's a big part too, Wyatt, with catching for Owen at the top or Bryce at the top. Maybe that's a discussion we'll have later this season. Who's the true ace of the staff? I don't know. I don't know why. Who is it? Bryce or Owen? Who do you want to offend? I don't know. We're not. We're not talking about that right now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm. I'm gonna decline to comment. That's fair. That's fair. But it's. It's not. There's so many factors involved in the catching duties. Okay, is basically what I'm saying. And there, those are big shoes to fill coming into this year. And Kramer Hamilton has passed the assignment with flying colors so far this season for Northwestern. So he's someone I'm watching going into conference play. Can he stay at that high level? or ascend even a little bit, because if he can do that, it makes it all the more difficult to beat Northwestern. It's already going to be hard, obviously, as you said this season, but he takes it to another level. There's been such a winning culture, I feel like, that has been instilled there now as well, Ryan. Like, my freshman, sophomore years, we had some conference losses you could argue were not very good. Uh, last year, not the case. We lost to Scholastica once. That was our only conference loss. Otherwise, we expected to win. 
junior year obviously didn't happen because of COVID. So this year, I think that's why it's going to be so tough for some of these teams, you know, towards the bottom, or at least where we think they're going to be at the bottom, to actually pull off an upset against Northwestern. I feel like they're just so focused and driven forward with the results and knowing what they can accomplish. So, yeah, I could see Crown or Bethany competing with them. And again, if you got a guy like Fierstead or even Newman for Crown and they're on, one of those teams could beat Northwestern. It's just going to, everything kind of has to align, I feel like. I know we want to move on to our player of the year, coach of the year, and pitcher of the year, but one last question for you on Northwestern. Gun to your head right now. What do they finish UMAC play? Just say how many losses, I guess. There's 21 games, right? That sounds right. I mean, we don't even have to worry about the wins. Just I should have just asked how many games they lose. I'll go one. Just one. Same reason why, and you know, we've already talked about this, but for the new people, the baseball fans, I will always say there's one slip-up or one loss somewhere. It is incredibly, incredibly challenging to take an entire season and go undefeated. And I'd say you know, baseball, the, it's even harder than hoops. Yes, just because anybody could beat anybody in baseball. It takes, like you said, well, one really good pitching performance yeah, and the three, bats come to life. Three games in like 28 hours this year in those three-game series. I mean, you get to the third game and you're feeling a little too you know, high on yourself and all of a sudden, bang. I'll say... I'll say one, maybe two, but I'm going to say one right now. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, I look at the team last year that I was a part of. We lost one game to Scholastica. It, it took taking half our team away an hour before game time for it to happen. But excuses, excuses. You guys just weren't mentally okay. tough enough that day. You're right. We were mentally <laughs> tough enough when it mattered in the conference tournament. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> I, there will be a loss somewhere on that schedule. I, I think there will be. And it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing in the world for Northwestern. I think it will come against Crown or Bethany. If they manage to win that series, though, against both those teams 3-0, they go 6-0 and in that two-week stretch, and even beating Superior, let's say, 3-0, because they're probably the next team to challenge them. They win all those sweeps, they're not going to lose. They'll run the table then at that point, but I doubt they'll be able to get through that entire stretch unscathed. Bulletin board material, Northwestern, you heard it. Wyatt Morrell. Alum doubts it's, that you can go it, nine for nine in the series against the Jackets this weekend, Crown next weekend, and Bethany the following weekend. That's that's bulletin board material, I guess. That that I'm saying that you you just like to try and throw me under the bus, apparently. About, no, uh, I just about I just like mater. to headline some of the key statements that you make. That's all I'm doing. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Let's let's get into the predictions though for the awards. Fair enough. I'm gonna say. Right up front, Coach of the Year, I'm going to give it to Coach Dave Heeb at Northwestern. I think they win the conference in the regular season. I think they're going to have a tough time. Uh, other teams will have a tough time beating them in the conference tournament. And with all that in play, and like I said, maybe one, two losses, I don't know how you can't give it to them. You know what I mean? It, it would take a really incredible season from some other team that maybe we didn't factor in at the beginning or didn't see in the picture, and then maybe you could make the argument but he's going to win it if they have the same success that they had last year. Agreed. I mean, it would take like superior jumping to second or third in the regular season. And then if these aren't, you know, I'm not totally sure if these aren't voted on until after the UMAC tournament and then they lose in the championship. I don't know, maybe something like that, but basketball, we were both pretty sure it wasn't going to be Northwestern, even though they won the conference, we thought it should have been, given to Coach Herbert at Crown and then it was Coach Gross. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's just going to be hard if a school has a really, really good season like we expect for Northwestern and they win the conference. I mean, it's going to be tough for anyone else to get it. So I will agree with you on that. Player or pitcher? Which one you want to do? 
You decide. You got to go first on these. I went first on my team, so you you decide where we're going. All right, we'll go player of the year. I am going to give it to Bryce Crabb out of Northwestern. Here's why. Okay. Has to be the pitching that you factor into this. He He's a two-way player, and what he does on the mound is almost more impressive than what he does in the field and at the plate, and that's saying something because he's been hitting very well this year. If he were to lose it, it's probably going to be the guy that won it all last year, Seth Betts, that would probably take it from him. But again, he hasn't been pitching for them this year. And I think I heard a rumor going around that he yep, had some issues and uh, you're giving me the motion. So with that being the case, he doesn't have a chance to be a two-way player, Ryan. So I think you got to factor that in a little bit. And if Crab puts up the numbers he did last year on the mound again this year, I, I think he would be more than deserving to win the player of the year. I also think there's guys on his own team that could challenge him. I mean, Sam Peterson just hit two bombs. He's already got two home runs in conference play. And obviously we know what Keegan Verco can do. And there's even other guys at Crown, not just Betts. I mean, that could be for it. Yep. He's already I mean, got four bombs, I think, this season. You already know he's, he's going to keep raising that up as the season goes along. So it's just how much damage he does. And even guys at Bethany, I mean, let's, let's not forget about them. So there are options out there. I like my chances, though, with the two play, two-way player, excuse me, like Crab, if he can do what he did last year on the mound. So do I, I want you to do pitcher now. I'll give it to Owen Bourne. Ah, uh, just just do nah, it. Just not, say he's going to sweep all of them. Well, and and he could, but would the coaches actually ever vote for that? That's the other thing here. You'd you're want saying, a little bit of, I feel like, even if he was deserving so you're of it. you're saying they're there's... they're not truly voting. They just want to spread the love around. <laughs> well, more more or less, I guess, if that's the way you want to put it. But yeah. I mean, no, I I think, I think what Owen did last year is going to carry over this year. He's got his legs under him a little bit. He's had a couple of good outings now after a rough start, which, That's again, key, not yep, not, yep. not really his fault. I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, was... on the basketball floor on a Friday afternoon in Illinois and then on the mound in Florida yeah. on a Monday morning, I mean, we're, uh, no excuses. No, you, you got to <laughs> give the guy some time to get his legs underneath him. So uh, he has that now, it seems like, right when conference play is rolling around. He can beat any single team in this conference, and I wouldn't even necessarily say he has to have his A game to do it at times. I mean, what he did in the regional on short rest against Johns Hopkins was remarkable. I mean, his 80% is better than most guys' 100%. I'll take him to win the pitcher of the year, but again, it's close with him and Crab, and who knows? I mean, there might be some other guys out there, but Northwestern's pitching rotation is without a doubt the best in the conference. I feel like it's those two guys almost competing against each other. So I guess sorry to all the other teams with my awards and you want to say I'm biased and all this stuff, go ahead. I'm just calling it how I see it. And with what they have out there and with how I see this season playing out, that's 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 what I'm going with. Fair enough. Uh, not too many shocks there. I really, really, really wanted you to say Bryce for both of them because then I could officially say... You know what? Wyatt believes that Bryce Crabb is the Shohei Otani of the UMAC. I mean, he still is. You can still claim that. As the D3 baseball guy said, he's a nice, nice crab. Okay, (laughs) nice, nice crab. And uh, no, he, you could, you could make that argument. I guess I, I didn't think to go that far. I could personally, or someone just could in general. Both. Do you think I am going to personally? Now that I'm building up all this. Well, no, I feel like you're probably either going to go with. I think you're probably going to pick bets to repeat. 
Okay, here's the deal from what you said. You got me thinking with these whole coaches things. Just, guys, take all your bias out of it. Take all the, you know, PR stuff out of it. If all the coaches throughout this season go around and they leave the field, you know, every game you leave the field and say, wow, that guy on the other team was real good. If they all walk away saying, let's say, he may not pitch every series, Wyatt, but you got three games. He should pitch every series. I was going to say, like, every team could see him in this year's format, right? They should. I don't know why. So they if wouldn't. every team's seeing him, and he's putting up the performances we've become accustomed to, and that he's done so far this season, and on the other days he's on base multiple times, and he's flashing the leather at short as you mentioned. I mean, why? Why wouldn't it be him? I'm I saying he is going to be the player. I don't understand. Well, I, no, I know. I'm okay. So that that's my thing is. We're getting into semantics then if you're just comparing him to Owen. it I don't think it's necessarily right, but I don't see him winning both. I think they okay. would want to have somebody else. So if it's close, I think they'll give the nod to somebody else just for the sake of sure. not saying it's right, but I also believe Owen's numbers are going to be a little bit better too. That's why I took him. And would you say, I mean, it's the, the not the argument, but the discussion Ryan, I've Ryan, had what, with people what, the, w- between on, those hold two. Hold on, hold on. What okay. are your picks first and foremost? Just just read those off quick. I have Bryce for the player of the year. I have okay. Heber for the coach of the year. Yep. The question I have for you, would you just say straight up, Owen versus Bryce, purely who has the better you're, stuff? You're, so, so you're going to make me basically say, I thought we were going to avoid this tonight. Which one's better? You, we can avoid it if you want. We can dance More around us. it. No, we I don't mind. around it. If you're telling me I could put the cleats back on, go out there, and play second base, sure. who do I want on the mound? Sure. That's a good way to put it. I'm going to take the big O. Okay. I think his stuff when he's completely on is much nastier. His yep. off speed has gotten much better. Now, a part of that, too, is because I know I got crab in the infield with me, maybe, and that's part of it, too, but... You can't really go wrong with either of them. But yep. Owen, Owen, the big lefty, the frame. I was going to say. The way he de- delivers the ball and just everything with it. I mean, he's he's very tough to hit. You hit the nail on the head there. I think it's a little more intimidating for guys stepping in against oh, Owen is, with all those factors you said. And that's not taking anything away against not, Bryce. Not that, not that Crab isn't intimidating, but Owen's yeah. just got a he's little extra. He's a scary extra. guy, too. We're not, you know, we're not saying he isn't. He, he's got a little extra stuff to his game. There's no question. Yeah, so I, I'm going to have to go the same as you. I mean, it's it's boring, and people will say we're homers all you want, but, I mean, we're going off of what we've seen in past years, and then the fact that, like you said, Wyatt, I don't know exactly the deal with bets, and we're not going to speculate any further, and I was motioning to you before some issues with, you know, the shoulder or whatever, whatever's going on. I don't know any more than that, but those are just the questions I got, and he did so, so much for them last season, Wyatt. I almost question, almost question. In the long run, is it going to be better for Crown to say, you know what, we're not going to have to worry about him throwing? But we've talked about in the past, they need help after they're number one in the rotation. In the long run, do you think Crown could end up saying, you know what, it's better that early in the season we just pulled all the conversations off the table about having Seth Betts throw X amount of innings this year? Well, no, because, I mean, he he's a good enough pitcher to pitch in their rotation. So, I mean, if they could have him, they'd be more than happy to take him. So, I don't necessarily think in the long run it's going to be helpful. I, I guess if you want to make the argument since they'll be able to learn more about other guys, then sure, maybe, maybe that helps him a little bit. But at the end of the day, when you get towards the end of the season, it'd be nice to have him in the rotation some way or another in some capacity. Well, and maybe it's a thing where if they give him enough rest and it's a month plus and we get 
end of the season and you're in the UMAC tournament, we see him back pitching when they feel like they really need it. Maybe that could, I don't know. That would be something. Again, I don't know the extent of the injury, so I won't speculate any further. But, yeah, sorry, folks. uh, That's very boring and predictable. Coach E, both of us coach the year, player of the year. Both of us say it's Bryce Crabb and pitcher of the year. It's Owen Borma, both of us say. So for all the guys who weren't named, prove us wrong. Pretty Bull- much. Bulletin board and, material. And I, like I said, I mean, there's lots of guys out there that could do it. I mean, yep. I, I think there is, both for pitcher. I mean, I think pitching-wise, it probably is a little bit more of a narrow race. But as far as player of the year goes, there's a lot of different candidates out there that could win a player of the year, and I would not think twice about it. And please, for the coaches who are looking at this, and I'm sure they are, but let's not just talk offense, all right? Let's remember all the great defensive plays. This is an overall award. This is not fantasy baseball. Please respect the play in the field as well. Wow. That's just my one message, okay? Because they're going to take uh, what you say into consideration. Well, I'm I guess, just saying, they make their votes at the remember end of the what year. you saw with your own two eyes. Don't just go box score hunting at the end of the year and saying, well, he hit. 20 points higher on average, and he got on base more, so it's got to be him. Like, just factor in their their whole ability. No, I would agree, and if they're not doing that anyways, then they're they're doing it the wrong way anyways. So, all right. We good? You give me the look. What else do we got to do? You're like, we've already talked for long enough tonight. So, no, I hey, we got to make predictions this we do weekend. Have, we do have some weekend series we got to dive into quick and just quickly make a few predictions. So, what we're going to do, do you want to explain the format or you want me to? You got it. You go ahead. All right. Again, for the new people, and again, this is a baseball podcast now, so there probably is quite a few new listeners out there. Maybe you're not interested in basketball, didn't listen to how we did it for that sport. We're going to do it like this. We are going to pick each series, and we're just going to take a winner in each series. So what we're going to do is if we guess the winner of the series correct, we get a point. If we get the number of games they win in that series correct, we get a couple of extra points as ryan's choking on himself here i'm gonna let him catch his breath then you add it all up at the end of the year and we see who did better we're not factoring in anything else other than that so you get three points for every series where you guess the correct number of games that the winning team gets so for instance this upcoming weekend northwestern's playing superior if i say northwestern's gonna win the series and they're gonna sweep they're gonna win three games to nothing if that happens i would get three full points if it does not, but Northwestern still wins the series. So they win it two games to one. I would get a point for getting the series winner still correct. So if that makes sense, Ryan, I'm sure you're on the same page. We've talked about this. We'll keep track and we'll move forward. With that being said, we had a couple games played. Ryan, we talked about this before hopping on. We have Northwestern, at least I have Northwestern. I'm not going to speak for you. I have Northwestern sweeping North Central and Crown sweeping Morris this year on the season. I can't remember. Do you have that the same? I did have that the same. Okay. I hope people can believe us if you don't, sorry. Well, but. and at the at the end of the day, who really cares all that much, I guess? But with that being the case, we're off to a good start on that one. Let's preview this weekend. Let's start as it is listed. Well, actually. The ones that are listed that we're supposed to be yeah. playing. The Rams and the Lumberjacks are out of luck. They're not playing ball this weekend. What a disappointment. Couldn't get the field ready. I mean, how many times have we heard that this spring? Sad, really? It is sad. Well, so I'm looking at this now. It's interesting how it's set up because I'm looking at this as Bethany and Morris are going to play a game on Sunday. Two Saturday, one Sunday. Yep. As are Crown and Martin Luther. But then there's also Martin Luther and 
Beth- Bethany playing on Friday. So they're they're it's doing the really same thing weird. where they're they're spacing them out. So basically, gotcha. okay. basically, Wyatt, fingers crossed for Bethany. You better stay healthy. I mean, you, yeah. you got one game Friday, and then you're hosting two Saturday, and then you're hosting. Get this, Wyatt, three on Sunday. No, no, that got canceled. No, Oofed see, I it was, was originally at, at... three on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. They just got the one against Morris. They were gonna go after Morris and say, you know what, we still got daylight. We're gonna play two seven inning games that, against that, Gustavus. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, what ended up happening on the there. schedule they had, Wyatt, they were gonna play six games in three days. Like you said, they got to stay healthy. So with that being the case, though, and all these different series starting this weekend, we got to make a prediction for each one of these. So I guess let's just start as it's listed on the UMAC website, Northwestern Superior, in that series, going from top to bottom. I'll take Northwestern in the series, and I do think they get a sweep. Ditto. I mean, my big question is, does Owen still throw on Friday to open up the series? Because in their conference opener yesterday, he did start, but he only pitched two innings. So, I mean, you and know Owen Wyatt. So, if, if he pitches on a Tuesday two innings, he can go full go on a Friday, right? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. he, he definitely could. Uh, you could easily just wait and pitch him Saturday. That's him. true. You've, got, you've yeah. got options. Three-game series. So, we'll see what they end up doing. Be interested to see which game Rodriguez pitches as well. Because, I mean, I would assume it'd be the first one, but you never know. I mean, maybe they try to work that differently. I want to see a matchup against each other, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Just from a baseball purist, I want to see the Southpaw showdown on Snelling. Right, that's sure. what I want. You already got a name for it as you're getting ready <laughs> yes. to call that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're both in agreement there on that one. Then Bethany and Martin Luther. This is, like you said, the one that's spread out a little bit. I'm going to take the Vikings in a sweep, though. Over the course of the season, they'll have a lot of different options they can go to. I just don't think there's enough for Martin Luther to beat the Vikings. Maybe they keep a game close in this series at some point, but I'll take Bethany in a sweep. I feel pretty confident in that one. Ditto, I agree, and we will uh, find out if the schedule stays the same. We'll know why it really soon. On April 26th, we'll know. (laughs) He got the sweep. All right, next one. We got... Where do we want to go here? As and I get my and North Central and Northland, like you mentioned, postponed, so that's yep. not happening. They'll have to find a time to make that up, which kind of is tough for both of those teams because they're going to have to find a way to do it, I would assume, in the middle of a week at some point. So then you got six conference games potentially in one week. That's a lot of baseball, and that's going to be tough on their arms. You know what I hope their coaches are saying? Boys, this is a great problem to have. We don't have yeah. to practice this week because we got six games to play. I guess, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Bethany so, Morris. Do we want to go there next? We can go there next. In Mankato. You, you go first on this one. Two games on Saturday the 2nd, one on Sunday the 3rd. I'm going to go Bethany takes two out of three. That aligns with kind of what you said with Morris and Superior. I'm actually agreeing with you, though. I'm going to take Bethany two out of three here. I think Morris can steal a game here and show that they're legit. And I don't know, I've seen with Bethany, they have all that talent. I talk them up, all this stuff. Can they actually deliver on it, though, and play consistent? So we'll see if they get that, and I think this will be a good test to see where they're at and if they actually can play consistent and be legit. And we mentioned they have the two guys we know about. What about number three? What do you do when we get past that? Morris can swing a little bit. So could they get in a position to potentially steal a game? Absolutely. So I think Morris can get one. 
Yeah, especially for these underdogs, if you will, Wyatt. I mean, it's a it's a bonus. Like, let's say Morris loses two games and they're kind of disappointed Saturday. They turn around Sunday, they wake up and they say, hey, we get their number three. We can still hit. Let's go get a win. I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe it doesn't. One more. Martin Luther in beautiful New Ulm, Minnesota, hosting Crown. Double dip on Saturday, and they will finish it off on Sunday. I'm guessing I know where you are going with this one. Wow. Wow. I mean, you got the Knights dead last in the conference, so you're giving them no respect. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll say the same thing for you about North Central, I guess. No, I, I am taking Crown in this uh, as a sweep. I mean, they're they're going to – with their bat, bats in that lineup, I feel like this is just setting up for them to have a monster series at the plate. Yeah, I got Crown in a sweep as well. And so now that we're done with these, Wyatt, we got to put out the bat signal again and hope – I think he's going to listen to this. It's just a question of when. Will Mr. Bauman help us out he's again? A, if he's a true fan, he'll listen right away. Well, but will he he'll help us out again? Is he going to make the spreadsheet and keep track of these predictions? I mean, do we have any more candy to supply for him to keep him going throughout the season and incentivize hey, him to keep doing this he, for us? I mean, he said he didn't want to be on the pod before because of his basketball knowledge. We know he's got baseball knowledge, so he doesn't have any excuses. We got to get him on at some point. Yeah, we can make that happen. No, I, I, I think he will. But, yes, it'd be a lot easier for us if he does. I don't know why he enjoys doing it. But, I mean, if he wants to, I'm not going to say no. That's that's why I'd ask it. Bauman, I will say please. We would really appreciate it. Why? It's just going to say why not if he wants to do it. Go ahead. But hey. I think he'll jump at any opportunity. Hey, there you go. No, that would be great. And, obviously, we'll keep an eye on the new uh, series as they continue to roll in. But uh, we got through quite a few there with how the schedule worked out. So, uh, there may be some weeks, episodes, where we're not doing quite as much as far as predictions go, and we look at the conference more as a whole and just kind of what's happening on a week-to-week basis. So anything in closing, Ryan? No, I mean, just looking at this slate, I was just going to say, what's the you know biggest thing you're looking forward to seeing this weekend? And I'll answer the question first. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to see is, can Morris get a game on Bethany? That's the series I'm watching this weekend. I mean, to be frank and clear i will be in person watching northwestern and superior friday saturday but from afar looking to see what morris can do and then i mean from a superior standpoint when rodriguez throws can you keep it tight in that one game can you at least test northwestern we're going into the latter innings you're in the game in the seventh eighth and ninth inning to try to pull an upset well, I would agree with you. I think that is kind of the thing to keep an eye on. It's either that series or the Northwestern Superior Series. So to say something different, I'll go there to Northwestern and say, can they hit consistently and do what they did against North Central against Superior? Because the pitching will probably be a little bit better and not even necessarily do what they did because, I mean, scoring 28 <laughs> runs is ridiculous. But Can they have another good offensive performance and put it together for a couple of games in a row? And if they can, that's only going to build their confidence more and more. And likewise for Superior, they need to get the bats rolling. They're going to be facing some tough pitching. What can they do offensively? So that's what I'm keeping an eye on this weekend. Last time they played, you remember why. Compelling game. I mean, not for you. You were standing in the infield biting your nails with Superior coming back in the last inning as you're shaking your head. It got it got hairy late. That's all I'm saying. Well, it did get hairy late. There were some, uh, you know, things that happened in that game, and uh, it ended up getting close. I don't know. I mean, we maybe let it get too close for comfort, but I, I felt pretty confident all the way through. You're a confident guy, though. You're always confident. You never win. I like to think so. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything uh, else left with this. Hopefully uh, people hunt on and enjoyed this. I will throw out the plug one more time. 
mentioned it earlier. If you were kind of half listening and didn't really hear it, or you just skipped ahead, no problem with that. We uh, appreciate you listening. But I let you but, know. But, 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 but listen to the whole thing if you want to. I mean, that'd, that'd be great yes. as well. Yes. Uh, we had Yellow Jacket head coach TJ Oaks on the pod first year. At the program, had some interesting things to say. We enjoyed the conversation with him. Again, that will be dropping. If you're listening to this before it drops, it will be releasing sometime on Thursday, March the 31st. We talked a little bit about the matchups coming up against Northwestern this season and a whole bunch of other things, so hopefully you enjoy that. That will be released separately. Otherwise, as Wyatt mentioned earlier in the pod, if you were listening then at UAO, the UMAC on Twitter, or you can just search unlike any other, the UMAC. Inbox is open and wide. We need some more emails. We need some guys giving us some info. We need some we, insider information. We love the insider information. We love people reaching out to us. Yeah, we got to get that new crowd in. We kind of had our regulars in the basketball season. Who's going to step up for baseball and give us some insight? Let us know they're listening. If they have any information they can pass along, we will take it. And, and it'll be more enjoyable for you to listen. If you're giving it us does. info about your team, we're going to talk about your team more. It's going to sound better. You're going to make us we, look better. We do what we can to make this compelling and talk about the knowledge that we do have. But like we said, everything helps. And if we can get more insight into something instead of flying into it blind and not sure what we're talking about exactly, or if we get more insight on a certain team, like Ryan said, it just makes it that much more fun for us to talk about because we actually know for sure what the situation is and there's things that we can resort back to and point to so please send us that information if you have it we would be greatly appreciated uh and not only that but hey maybe we'll give them a shout out too who knows absolutely we can do that i uh, totally agree with all that uao the umac at gmail.com again is that inbox that you can send it to or dms are open as well on twitter and hey if you want to put us on the spot and say i got a couple questions for you guys or you listen and you say, you know what, well, you got to talk to this coach or you got to talk to these players. Because why? Just a reminder for folks, if you haven't listened before, yeah, we're going to try to get through coaches in the conference, but at the same time, we're going to interview some players as well. So don't think that we're just going to be talking to coaches. If you have any suggestions, some good characters in the conference, that would be a good conversation. Please let us know any of those avenues. We look forward to it. And I'm looking forward to some baseball this weekend, Wyatt. I think we're going to stay dry, at least here in the Twin Cities, I can say. We're going to play some ball. We're going to get these shenanigans out of the way eventually. Winter eventually is going to go hibernate. The sun will rise, and we will have some real baseball with some great weather in May. But we'll just brave it out the rest of the season before then, and then we'll just look ahead to brighter days. I've rambled on enough. I'm good. Okay. Alrighty, folks, enjoy the weekend of play. We will be back next week with a new episode. Appreciate all of the support, and we will catch you next time on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.